Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. Even though I had done everything to please everybody, and I said, this is the worst feeling ever. I will not want my daughter to ever feel this way. And if I'm going to do something about my life, it has to be now, because the best way for her to learn it is by example. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Hey everyone, today's guest is Sarai Taylor-Roman with Taylor Roman Portraits and talking with her was so much fun. Not only is she an incredible portrait photographer, but she's really funny and she's just a complete open book about not only how she got into a huge amount of debt, but how she worked her way out of that debt with her photography business. And I mean, let's be real, being in debt is no joke. And the fact that she was able to get out of debt with her photography business is absolutely incredible. Sarai was born and raised in Mexico, but now she's based out of Knoxville, Tennessee. And she was a Spanish teacher for many years before she got completely burned out. And I know there are so many people who get to a point in their career, myself included, where they end up just hating what they do, but they don't really know how to like make the change into a career that they love. So Sarai decided enough was enough, and she took the steps she needed to finally become happy just doing what she loves. I'm so glad you're here today to listen along because Sarai's journey is just so inspiring, and I just have a feeling you're really going to love it. Get ready to laugh and to feel inspired with Sarai. Enjoy. Hi, Sarai. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you, Nikki, for having me. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you here on the podcast. I cannot wait to just hear all about your story. I know just from talking to so many photographers, there are so many teachers out there who are burned out and wanting to make a switch into photography. So I'm so excited just to have you you know, explain how you did it. And just you're such a successful, amazing photographer. Your work is incredible. And I'm excited to hear how you got to where you're at today. So let's start before you were a photographer. What was life like for you way back before you even started? So start there. Okay, so I went to school for education and international studies, and I taught high school Spanish for about seven years. Actually, before that, you're from Mexico, right? Yes, that's right. And when did you end up moving to the States? So the first time that I moved to the States, I was 13. My dad came to get his master's degree, and we went back to Mexico when I was 15. Uh, And then I got back when I was 19, and I went to college. Okay, gotcha. And that's when you started with your education degree, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So then you got your degree in teaching, and you started teaching high school Spanish. Yes, yes. I started teaching Spanish. Um... Most of my family, uh, they are either teachers or engineers or teach engineering. So that was kind of the path that I had been shown. And so teaching was just a natural step in my in my life. Right. What was it like for you teaching? I loved it. Um, I had about 100 students every day. Uh, and I taught them my native language. I spoke to them completely in Spanish. They had no idea that I didn't speak English, and it really helped them get to a point where they could get conversational, Um, and I loved it, but at the same time, it also was very time-consuming, and it got to the point where I had no life, 
And because I was one of the younger teachers there, I was assigned a lot of responsibilities that nobody else wanted to take on. <laughs> and so I was there like all day, every day on weekends. And, you know, after five years of that, I, I was exhausted. I bet. I bet. I don't know if you know this about me, but I was a school social worker prior to being a photographer. And I came in straight out of grad school very young. And, and I had a similar experience where I think we were just kind of... And, and, I should say that it wasn't like people for, you know, the principal forced me to do anything, but I think I didn't have kids yet. You know, it was just one of those things. Exactly. Where I had no kids. I, that was my life. I enjoyed actually doing it. You know, I'm, I'm kind of an overachiever at times. And when they said, you know, make sure that you individualize the teaching for your students, I was like, okay, I'm going to create 100 different um, lesson plans every day. For one for each student? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I, I, I did it for a lot. Like, uh, to me, it was just like, okay, let's see how can I reach every single one of these kids. To me, I've always been attracted to challenges. So, you know, I was like, I'm not going to let any of these kids fail. How can I reach them where they are? So I love, I mean, I love that. I love that you care so much about the kids, but I'm wondering at this point, doing a, a hundred lesson plans, I mean, I'm just thinking about how that would seriously burn me out. Oh, I would it's ridiculous. Die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But I had no kid. I had no pets. I still have no pets. And um, But you have a daughter now. I have a daughter now. She's six. Uh-huh. Okay, so did some things change when you had your daughter? Like, how did that affect your teaching career when you had your daughter? She was born in 2013. And uh, that definitely had a lot to do with me looking for a different way to uh, make money. At the beginning, that's what it was all about. Um, I was burned out as a teacher, and I And we know teachers don't of, make the big bucks. I mean, we all no, know that. No, no, they don't. <laughs> they don't. No, I get a master's degree, but even then, you know, I was not <laughs> bringing tons of money in. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, my daughter came in, and I actually took a sabbatical. I took a whole year off, and when I went back, that's when I realized that I couldn't do it any longer. Um, I was spending all of my energy, all of my patience, all of my um, best hours of the day uh, with 100 kids that I used to love, but now I had a kid of my own that deserved better, and I no longer had that energy once I got home. Wow. So what did you do? I mean, what do you do at that point when the money is coming from your te you know, your teaching career? Now what? Yeah, it, it was it was it was just hard. It was difficult because up to that point, uh my husband and I, uh, we had traveled the world like we um just because we loved it and we had gotten ourselves into a lot of debt. Um and then that year that I was not working. Uh, sabbatical in teaching they only paid me for the first six weeks and then after that I was not paid for a whole year um, and so suddenly you know there was a point where we had to depend on credit cards to pay for basic stuff and so that whole year of that plus our reckless traveling around the world <laughs> previous to that we had racked up a lot of debt um and it was very sobering when we had a baby and we suddenly felt trapped like it was going to be almost impossible to get out of that amount of debt which was at the time was about $150,000 wow wow yeah that's a lot of debt when you went back to being a teacher hating it, wanting to do something else, $150,000 in debt. I mean, was it scary? Were you nervous? It Did was, you, you know, wh how, how was that experience? So by this time, I had spent also part of my sabbatical building up a portfolio. I learned about Sue Bryce in 2013 and her message of being able to photograph everybody that is not a person's uh, responsibility to be photogenic really resonated with me. And so I had started building a portfolio. Uh, I had been working on that for about two years when I went back to school after my sabbatical. And, you know, I've had heard the success stories in the group. I had seen other people done it. I just didn't know 
that I could do it. And it was super scary. I knew that if I wanted uh, to get out of the place that I was, I needed to try something different. But it was it was definitely scary. Yeah. Just to go back for a second, I, I want to make sure I didn't sound like, oh, you're in debt. Because I was in debt too. So I like... I definitely got into debt. And a lot of, it's funny because a lot of mine was from traveling as well. My husband and I love traveling and my husband's great with money. I was not. And, and I did, I got into a lot of debt as a social worker and uh, I just remember that awful feeling of it. So I think that's why I, I asked that question because I just remember how horrible it felt. So I hope. You know, oh yeah. no, it was, it was, it was bad. Uh, I was taught to not be in debt. Like my parents paid for everything in cash. However, um, when I got married, my husband was the total opposite of that. And he just didn't care where the money was coming from. And, and then I ended up paying a lot of his debt and it got to the point where I was like, okay, whatever. If you're not going to be responsible, neither am I, because why should I? And so then we just went down the spiral. It was bad. It was not the best way to address it. Um, you know, we have been working now, um, in together, you know, in making healthier choices when it comes to our money. Uh, and we are learning to do that, but it, you know, we've been married 11 years now. So isn't it amazing how, when, when it comes to money and learning how to manage it and all of that, I used to just have really horrible patterns when it came to money. And I didn't quite understand how it was all related to, you know, emotional stuff and, and stuff from my childhood and all of this stuff that I just, I never put two and two together. I'm just super grateful that I had this education through Sue because not oh, like- Oh, definitely. Definitely. I, I don't have debt. I have two houses. All of the things that I don't know that I ever thought thought I would have because of learning about money and and the, you know, our own issues that are surrounding money that are keeping us from- earning money and bringing money in. It's just amazing. And keeping it. Yeah. You know, because yeah, yeah. it got to the point where I was making good money here, but it was going out the same way that I was bringing it in. Right, right, right. So you went back to school. You decided you hated it. You had your daughter. She was a little over a year at that point, right? Yes. She actually, she turned a year old the day before I was supposed to go back to school. Okay. Okay. And you'd said also you were working for two years on your portfolio. So start there. So you, you're working on your portfolio. Then what? You know, you decide you have to make this change. I worked on my portfolio for about 18 months and I got to the point where my work was consistent. It wasn't amazing. It didn't look anything what it looks now, but it was consistent, um, then I started looking into the business aspect of it, right? So I need to have products to offer to my clients. I need to have pricing set up. I need to have uh, a website to make it legit. I need to have business cards. All the little different things that, you know, I needed to get started. So when I went back to school a month right before that, that's when I started working on creating a website, creating um, social media channels, um, creating my price list, ordering products and all of that. Uh, but it was terrifying because no one in my family had ever had a business before. And I really didn't know who else to turn to. Um, besides uh, my family, I mean, they have not been, they're not awful about it, but they were not the most supportive because they didn't understand what I wanted to do. They were super big on um, academics and I did really well in school, excelled. And, you know, there was a pretty much a plan that they had drawn for me and I just followed it to a T, but it was not fulfilling. And once I got my daughter, I realized that I was not happy, even though I had done everything to please everybody. And I said, this is the worst feeling ever. I will not want my daughter to ever feel this way. And if I'm going to do something about my life, it has to be now because the best way for her to learn it is by example. And even though I'm scared, I'm going to do it. And so she really was a catalyst for me to imagine her 20, 30 years from now, you know, from the day she was born in a place where I was, where I wasn't happy, I wasn't fulfilled, 
and I wasn't doing what I was meant to do. Okay, so then you've got your portfolio, you're working on your website, and you're ready to make this jump. What happened? I am, and then I start school. And then all the fear comes up again. And I'm doing something that I'm comfortable doing, that I'm good at doing, um, that, you know, pays the bills. Uh, and so I just simply don't feel like I can actually take the leap, that leap of faith to open for business. And I stopped actually working. Once I went back to school, I didn't do any more photo shoots. Um, so that was in August of 2014. And then I, there was this lady and I used to be the dance sponsor, uh, for the high school. And one of the girls in the team had a 16th birthday. And so her mom uh, was friends with a friend of one of my friends on Facebook. And so she had seen uh, the work that I had put there from the previous, you know, six months. And so she said, I've seen your work on Facebook. Uh, I know we're not friends there, but I, you know, and I love it. And I would love for you to photograph my daughter, Hannah, and uh, can you tell me more about it? And I just simply evaded her question. I was like, you know what? I'm back to teaching. I really do not have the time to do it. And so she kept bugging me for six months, the first six months. <laughs> uh, because I couldn't say my pricing. I had set it up because I knew that I had to replace the salary that I was making as a teacher, which wasn't much. Uh, but I still, you know, if I'm having like four clients a, a month, uh, it needs to be a certain price. And so I actually had put it up on the higher end of Subrise and I couldn't say it. I couldn't say the pricing. And that was one of the reasons why I kept evading questions, especially from this lady. And so it got to the point that uh, it was December of 2014. And she sent me a beautiful basket, uh, you know, to thank me for being the sponsor to the dance team. And I called her to thank her. <laughs> and she was like, I'm so glad that you loved it. I know we're going to have two weeks of a break. Do you think you can photograph Hannah during the break? And so I, I didn't want to do it, not because I knew I didn't enjoy it, but because I was afraid of everything that that could mean. And so finally, I said, you know, in my head, if I tell her how much it is, she's going to say, never mind. So I just said it. And I said, the session is 190. It covers professional hair and makeup. And uh, each image is $190. And then she said, okay, well, that's a lot more than what I thought it would be. Um, especially for just one image, but probably we will only take one. So if you want to do it, uh, when's a good date for you? And so this lady is actually leading my consultation because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like pushing her away and she just will not accept no. Oh, I know. I know. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm like, I have somebody who wants to work with me and I want, and I'm not, I don't want to do it, you know, but it's because we're so full of fear. And so I tell her the only day I have available is December 31st. <laughs> <laughs> and so You're she's, like, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll like, push her away. There's no way she's going to do it. And so she said, well, we were going to be out of town, but if that's the only day you can do it, Hannah and I will stay home so that you can actually no photograph way. her. Yeah. No way. Wow. She must have loved what she saw of your work. And I know you said you didn't think your work was that good back then, but I don't know. I'm going to have was, a hard time believing that. because I don't know. It was different than what people were doing here, you know, uh, outdoors and stuff like that. Uh, so maybe that's what was different. But I mean, if you see it, it's nothing like what it is now. So, but she loved it. And so... We did the photo shoot. I actually went to her house for the consultation. I brought like tons of outfits. I used to be a shopaholic. That's part of my debt before then. <laughs> and so I had tons, which was good. I actually donated like 50% of my closet um, toward the studio. <laughs> and so I, uh, I brought a lot of those outfits and we decided, you know, well, you didn't have a studio at the time, though. I had no studio. Uh, right, I okay. did my portfolio build in my daughter's nursery every other Saturday. And so basically, I will take everything out of her room because she had a window that faced north. And I will take everything out of her room uh, in the morning. And then I will work from like 10 to 2. 
on my portfolio. So I did not have a studio. I did not want to bring people from school to my home. And so I needed to now find a place. And so I basically booked this lady, took her money, and I still did not have a place to shoot. <laughs> and so but, uh, one of my uh, brother-in-laws had just purchased a home. It had beautiful uh, natural light and coming in from like three different windows. And I asked him if I could use his place to photograph this client. And he said, well, it has nothing inside of it. There's there's no furniture, uh, but there's electricity and waters. And I said, that's all I need. I just need the big open space in your living room. So we went there on the 31st, did the photo shoot. It was amazing. I think it was about five hours long. And it was magical. Like, I loved doing it. The time didn't even seem like it was five hours. And she was a dancer. So we did some on point and then we just did like some, you know, senior portraits and stuff like that and then we went back to I went back to school about five days later then she reaches out the mom reaches out to me and she says so when can we see the pictures and by that time I had used the last part of you know my break to retouch them I retouched 40 images in total which put them in two boxes uh matted and everything and I said you so know you printed them out and had a an actual photo portfolio box to, matted to put them in to present yes. them to her yes I did in my head because at the time I think I spent like four hundred dollars on that on the mats the boxes and the prints and that's pretty much what she had paid right and and so I said, plus I had spent on hair and makeup. So I was going to be out like $150. In my head, I was thinking, worst case scenario, she does not like any of the images. So I have a beautiful portfolio to show people. <laughs> and so I was just like, that's my worst case scenario. Can you live with that? I can. Perfect. Let's go. And so, I, you know, in my head, I'm always, I, was, I was always thinking of what was the worst thing that could happen. And then I will ask myself, can you deal with that? Uh, at the time, you know, my brother-in-law had already moved into their house, so I could no longer go there. And so I reached out to my previous wedding photographer and asked him if we could, if I could use his space when he was not using it uh, to have consultations and to do photo shoots. And they were super nice and they had been doing this for a long time. They warned me that there was no money in portrait, but if I wanted to give it a try, <laughs> that I was more than welcome to, and that they were only going to charge me $200 per month to use their studio. And so I said, okay, thank you. So I paid them $200 for that month, and I had my first reveal. I didn't have a wall, so it was just in the boxes, and they took them out of the box, and I asked them... Uh, I'm like, well, thank you so much for coming. You know, here's your pictures and you can look through them. If you love them, you can put them in this pile. If you don't care for them, you can put them over here. And if you're not sure, just put them in the middle. Well, they went through all of the 40 images and they put them in one pile. And in my head, it's like they hate all of them. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, okay, well... You knew that could happen, so it's okay. And so finally, they, they see all of them. They were super quiet, too. So it was very hard for me to read. I, what I hate that. Yes, were. we're like trying to read them. Yeah, What's and I couldn't on? read them. They were just super yeah. quiet. They didn't say anything. And I'm like, they hate them. They put them in the I hate pile. Uh, okay, maybe I'm going to have to give them their money back now. Just all these scenar scenarios are going on in my head, right? And then the mom turns around and says, uh, well, we have a problem. Uh, we love all of them. And uh, can you remind me um, what the price is? <laughs> She's like, because there's no way we're going to be able to pick just one. And so <laughs> I don't know what to say. I had not practiced anything before. You know, this is my first sales ever. And I'm like, uh, yeah, well, one image is 190 But if you buy a package, it's less. 
And then I just like stuttering. And so I couldn't say the number. It was going to be $5,000. So I wrote it on a sticky note and I gave it to her and I said, here. <laughs> well, hey, whatever it takes. I love it. And she said, uh, okay, can we write you a check for it? And I said, yes. And then I freaked out and I offered oh, them so the sun and the moon. <laughs> and I was like, and you also get an enlargement and you get tons of like wallet size pictures and you get an album and you get this and that <laughs> because I had never been paid that much for anything. I mean, as a teacher, right. it will have taken me six weeks of like 40 to 60 hour weeks to make that much money. They love them. Uh, that lady, before they moved out of town, came back three more times in a period of two years and spent the same amount each time. And uh, it, it was all the validation I needed at the beginning to get started. Uh, the following week, I went downtown where they have an entrepreneurial center and they help you, you know, design a business plan, etc. Is this through your city? This is through my city. And I feel like a lot of okay. cities do this. I've so our city has, it's, this, it's called the Small Business Development Center. And they have free business coaches. You just have to sign up for them. And they have classes that teach you on like, what type of like corporation should you have your business as? Or... What type of like taxes should you be, whatever, you know, just different things in business. And they have a, a monthly theme and you go to them. So I had been attending for a year. Um, and so finally I went this year, this time, and I talked to the mentor um, and I said, you know, I think I'm ready to open for business, but I would like for you to take a look at what I've put together, you know, to see if you have any input, any feedback before I do that. And so I showed her everything. I showed her my pricing, my website, my social media sites, uh, samples of my work. Uh, and when she looked through all of that, she was like, you know, I love the concept. Uh, I love what you have created. It's beautiful. It's nice. Uh, I, don't, I haven't seen anything like this in Knoxville. But I have one thing that is raising a concern for me. She said, have you done market research? Because the prices that you have listed here seem a little bit too high for Knoxville. And so I said, uh, no, I haven't done any market research, but my mentor who lives in LA said that she has opened a business in like three different continents and this is the price internationally for the type of work that I do. So that's the pricing that I'm using. And just last Saturday, I sold my top collection of $5,000. And she said, oh, well, then you're set. You're ready to <laughs> well, go. There you she go. said, there's nothing else. She's like, nothing else to, to discuss. Um, she gave me a list of all the things that I had to do that day or that week to get my, my business license, my tax ID, all of the fun stuff that nobody really wants to talk about <laughs> that I really didn't, had no idea how to do. So she helped me do all of that. And then she became my second client ever. No way. Mm -hmm. wow. She thought, she's like, I've never heard of, of anything like this. I need a new headshot. Uh, and she said, you know, I probably would just get one image. Uh, but, you know, and I'm not photogenic. So I was just like, yeah, come, come and try me out. You know, I gave her a voucher for the session. And so she would only have to pay for one image. And a voucher for the session. So just for, yes. for people who are listening mm -hmm. who might not understand what that means or what a voucher, you know, how that works. Just quickly tell us a little bit about that. So the voucher is something that Sue teaches and is a, a piece of paper or like I do sometimes electronic ones, but it has a value. So for example, at the time I had already raised my pricing to 250 for the session and 250 per image. So I gave her a little piece of paper that said it was kind of like a gift certificate, okay, but it gotcha. said this is $250 and toward services and products at Taylor Roman Photography. And so they can use it in any way, just, you know, like, like money. But it's instead of me saying to somebody, here's a free photo shoot or a free image, I'm telling somebody this is the, this is the value of the service I'm providing to you. So that even though you're getting it for free, 
This is the actual cost of it. And I think that, that what helps really set you apart from people who are just doing stuff for free, you know, or sometimes if we just tell somebody this is free, they don't really, they don't really feel like it has any value. Subrise really helps us, you know, with that piece and saying offer a gift voucher, something that has value, something that has a monetary amount so that people know exactly the value of what you're giving them. Right. I love that. You explained it perfectly. I also used vouchers when I was first starting out with this style of photography. That's what I did. That's kind of, it's like how I, you know, got people in the door when I was too scared still because I felt like, oh, I'm charging a lot and that sort of thing. And, and that's how I people, because I'm assuming you did this too, where you only buy what you love and you don't have to buy anything if you don't love them. So they're coming in, getting their hair and makeup done. And I know sometimes people in our Facebook group will say, uh, oh, but but who pays for the hair and makeup? Well, I did. I ended up paying that out of my pocket with the hopes that, that they would buy the photos. And I think there was only one time when someone didn't buy photos back then. And that was because I did not educate them properly on the pricing. Totally my fault. They were like, what? And it was probably, like you mentioned, out of fear for saying how much I charge. I still wasn't confident back then, but man, that vouchers gift voucher system works so well for me. And it sounds like it did for you too. I did too. It was the, the one thing that I used as my marketing thing for my whole first year, basically with every sale that I had, I will reinvest 50% of whatever came in, in vouchers. So that means that I will use 50% of whatever came in to pay a hair and makeup artist. So how many vouchers can I get now? Can I offer, right? from that amount, that's how many vouchers I'm going to give out. Okay. I love that. So I know you said you were, you photographed Hannah for, it was dance style portraits. And I know from, from just knowing your work and how amazing your dance portraits are. I mean, absolutely incredible, but thank you. I'm wondering, is that your bread and butter or, or what is it that no. brings in the most clientele for you? Right now, what brings the most clientele for me is headshots. And it's because I am a very logical person. And so when I had that second client that said, you know what, I really just need one nice headshot because they put it on the website on here for the center and where I work and or at the bottom of the email. And I just don't like the pictures that they took. And I feel like that doesn't look like me. So... I just need one headshot. And so that I took that and I said, you know, people need a headshot. They may not need a beautiful glam portrait of themselves. They may want that, but they need a headshot. So I started marketing with that idea. Everybody needs one great headshot. And my job is to make sure that I create so many amazing images that they cannot just choose one. And I so I started I marketing to, to, to realtors, actually. So... She was my second client. My third client was a friend of mine, and he was a realtor. He's still a realtor now. He's actually doing really well. Um, and we were just both starting our businesses, maybe within three, four months of each other. And so I had seen his headshot, and I was just like, Warren, your picture sucks. <laughs> and um, <laughs> like, I, do not, I don't see how you think you can get you know, like business out of that picture. So I can do way better than that. And I'm launching my business. I want to see if you would like um, to be photographed by me. And you don't have to pay me anything. I'm going to create a series of images that you can use for your marketing. And the fine print, right, is that you're going to tell your friends at your office that I did them and that it was a little bit expensive, but it was worth it. And then he becomes an evangelist for you, right? If he loves yeah. them. Yeah. Well, okay. uh, yes, exactly. Because I, I was like the most, I'm, I'm still like in places where I don't know people, I get very um, self-conscious and awkward. And so he is very much like my husband. They, they were best friends in high school and they're very outgoing and they know no stranger. And so I was just like, if I can get this guy, he can easily market for me because I don't know how to market myself. So, so smart. So smart. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so let's find somebody else who can do it. And so we did his photo shoot. It was so funny because he had this idea that he was the yellow pants ninja and he showed up <laughs> oh, with God. like bright banana color pants. And I was just like, 
no, um, I refuse to photograph you in that outfit. And so <laughs> we end, I ended up coaching him on what to bring. And, you know, and I told him, look, this is what we're going to do. It's a compromise. I'm going to photograph you the way that I need to photograph you based on my brand. And then I'm going to photograph you for the, you know, the way that you want to be seen for your marketing. Um, but the ones that have the yellow pants in them, please do not tell people that I photograph those because I don't <laughs> want my name associated with that. And so he was totally cool with that. And we did the photo shoot. It was really good. And so I finished it working on his images. Uh, I gave him 10, which was my basic package. And I told him, I'm ready to bring your pictures to your office. And I would like that you introduce me to some of the people there because they may be also in need of a headshot. And he said, okay, come on this day. This is when most people are at the office. Bring something for them to eat, like donuts. And I'll introduce you to the people at my office. So I did that. I took a day off from school and... Um, I brought his pictures in a box. I brought donuts. And on my way there, he, he calls me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and he's just like, hey, I'm not going to be able to be at the studio, at the office because I'm closing on a deal right now and it's going longer than I thought. But I called the receptionist and I told her you're coming. And I told her that I paid a lot of money for these pictures and that I would love for her to take a look at them and make sure that they're good. So he's like, so I hope they're good because <laughs> he hadn't seen oh, them yet. No pressure. No <laughs> pressure. <Sarai. laughs> and so we did that. I, I got there and I said, hi, I'm here to see Warren Pineda. And, he, and she's like, uh, he's not here, but are you the photographer? And I said, yes. He said, oh, great. Because he said that you were coming, and so do you have the pictures for him? And I said, yes, they're in this box. So she takes them out of the bag, and she uh, says, I'm going to go through them, if you don't mind. Because he said that he spent a lot of money on them, and he wants to make sure that it was worth his investment. And I said, that's, that's totally fine. <laughs> and I'm like shaking. And so she goes and takes them out, and she goes, and she was like, wow, these are so good. He looks like he could be on the cover of a magazine. These are amazing. Wow. Oh, my goodness. He looks like a celebrity. He looks like a soap opera star. Like, it was so funny, all the comments she was making. Oh, and nice. she finally found one, and she loved it. And she said, you know what? I'm going to keep this one, and I'm just going to keep it here on my desk because um, I just love it. And I said, okay, well, I'm like, talk to him about it because he paid for them, you know, but yeah, sure, that's fine. And so then she called everybody that was around the reception and she said, guys, come, come and see his pictures. They're so good. And so people started circling around her and me and I am still holding the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Like, um, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm paralyzed. Like, I'm just there. And I don't know what to do or what to say. And then uh, more people are asking. They're like, oh, you, you, did you do this? Did you? And I'm like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. And so finally, I put the donuts on the counter. And I take business cards and vouchers that I had printed. And so I gave them to the people around me. And I said, well, this is for you. And I just gave it to them. They didn't talk about what it was. And... I left. <laughs> I didn't even say goodbye. <laughs> oh, my God. It was like the most awkward thing ever. And I did tons of things like that. Um, so then the following day, I get to school, right? And I'm in class. And my phone never rings because I'm a teacher. And my parents know that. My friends know that. My husband knows that. So nobody calls me during school hours. And so... I get a call at noon, and it was during lunchtime, so I was like, oh my goodness, there's a call, and I don't know who num <laughs> the number, so uh, oh my goodness, it must be one of the people from yesterday, so I'm like, do I answer, do I not answer, do I answer, and I'm like, I'm like, just, just answer, and, and, <laughs> and see how it goes, <laughs> and I'm shaking, like, the whole time. Oh, this is I lock so the great. door, I go into the teacher's uh, bathroom. Lock the door so nobody can come in. And then I answer the phone. And I say, hi, thank you for calling Taylor Roman Photography. How can I help you? <laughs> and she said,
said, oh, hi. Well, uh, I am so-and-so, and I am the broker of the office where Warren is a realtor. And I saw his picture yesterday when I came into the office, and I thought you did a very good job. He is our most junior realtor, and you made him look like he's the broker of the office. And so I really would like to see what you can do for me. Uh, you know, I'm not very photogenic, but I just need a nice picture, you know, for the office and then for press releases and stuff like that. So I just started with the conversation. I wrote down notes that Sue had given us and I asked her, you know, when was the last time you had your headshot done? And did you like it or not? And so she went on to tell me she hated every single image. She got 70 pictures on a disc and she hated all of them. She also told me that the last picture she ever liked of herself was when she was three years old. Wow. Oh, my gosh. It's so common, though, to hear this. So many of my clients say that. They're like, I... I've had people say, I'm going to be your biggest challenge. I like, I'm going to be the one that you can't make look good. I just know it. I mean, people have been like really scarred by their experience. Exactly. Yeah. And so she told me that. And so I'm like, okay, I understand. I'm like, well, you know what? It's what I do is a little bit different because we do the hair and the makeup. And then I'm going to guide you on what outfits to bring. And then I'm going to guide you through the poses, through everything. Uh, And she said, okay, wait a minute. She said, well, I know what outfit I'm going to bring. She said, it's the same outfit that I wore in my my hedges from 10 years ago, she said, because it fits again. And (laughs) that really goes well with my brand colors. And I said, oh, okay. And I said, what colors are those? And she said, they're... um, royal blue and white and I said okay so I took those notes and so you're like as long as it's not yellow as long as it's not banana yellow (laughs) yes because I was just like my you know Warren wanted the yellow pencil I was like I hope these people don't like yellow and so then so she said okay I'm like okay I can work with that and then I said well I recommend that you bring more outfits because you know I'm going to photograph she's like I'm not gonna bring more outfits because I only need one image and uh, that's the only outfit I want to be photographed in. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. And, then, and so we continued talking, and I told her what it was going to be like and everything. I'm not talking pricing yet because I'm terrified of saying my pricing. And so then she asked the question, and she says, so how much is this going to cost me? And I said, well, the session that includes the professional hair and makeup uh, and the two-hour portrait sitting is $250. And then each image that you purchase is also $250. And she said, wait a minute. Are you telling me that I'm going to pay $500 for one image that I'm not going to even like? You're ridiculous. That's exact. And I'm like, I'm shaking, right? Like, I'm like, oh. Like, <laughs> and I said, um... Yes, that's the price. And then it, it, it took everything in me to say this. And I said, but you know what? I know that you are the manager of the office. And I can see that people will look up to you. So this is what I'm willing to do. If you come to see me. I'm going to waive the session fee, the $250. It will still include the professional hair, makeup, everything. And I'm also going to waive the price of the first image because I know that you feel that you're not, that you're not photogenic, but I, I'm here to prove you wrong. And if you take me up on this, you don't have to pay anything and you will get one image that you absolutely love. And I will hope that you will find more than just one. But if it's just one, you can walk away without paying a single cent. And she said, okay, let me get this straight. I'm going to come to your studio. You're going to do hair and makeup on me. You're going to do all of this. And I'm going to choose my favorite image. She said, and I'm not going to pay anything. And I said, yes. However, if you really love the, the service and the photo, then tell everybody about me. And I will consider myself paid that way. And so she took me up on it. Uh, because she insisted in not bringing any more outfits, I went that weekend and got everything that I could find in royal blue and white. So smart. <laughs> and so I got like four different outfits for her. <laughs> you know what I love about you? You find a way to make things work. 
You didn't have a studio, but you needed to build your portfolio, so you used your daughter's nursery. You didn't have a studio to shoot in, and you didn't have money to, to rent one, so you're like, hmm, what could I do? Oh, I know. My brother-in-law has an empty house right now. I, I mean, and then you're like, okay, I know this woman's only going to bring one outfit, and you know, it's 10 years old. So what do you do? You go out and you get some outfits for it. I mean, I just, I absolutely love that about you that you find a way to make it work. Now I know just from being in the Facebook group and, and lots of just answering lots of questions and helping people work through some issues is some people will say, well, well, Sarai, what if it's just that one, what if she doesn't buy any more photos? She just takes that one. And now you're out the money from hair and makeup and you're out the money from the clothes. What do you say to those people? I say focus on service, focus on service, because when you focus on service and not on the money, the money will come. And whether she buys one image or nothing, right? I can still use her images to market my business. So it's not like money not well spent, but focus on the service, focus on giving them the best session ever, focus on making them feel like the world stops when they're at your studio. Focus on hearing them out and seeing them the way that they never thought they could be seen. Okay, so did the she money buy comes, more? The money, yes, she bought six <laughs> X-ray images. Six, awesome, two, wow. At $250 yeah. each. She said that was going to be the gifts that she was going to give to her parents, to her husband, and to each of her children. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's so fantastic. How cool. I mean, not only did she have a great experience, but now she had photos that she liked enough to give them to her family. Yes. That's, yeah, that's and amazing. on top of that, she didn't choose a single one from the outfit that she brought. <laughs> And so it was, it was great. It was amazing. Not only that, that was in March. She was my one, two, three, fourth, my fourth client. Uh, and she came in March. So the, sec the next two weeks of March, I was fully booked with people from her office, all of April and all of May. And so she left one of my most, um, she, she left an amazing review on my page. Uh, it was one of the first reviews that I ever gotten. Just the fact that she, people looked up to her and that, you know, that she was able to say that. I mean, she said, it definitely was not your run-of-the-mill headshot experience. A business image is too important to be satisfied with average results. What I ended up with was extraordinary. And so to have that review from her, then everybody from her office came to see me. That's incredible. And if you had not done this with her or worried too much if you were going to have to spend your money on the hair and makeup or were too afraid to say your pricing or you didn't even answer the phone that day, I mean, where would you be? It's like you had to take each of those little steps to get to where you are now. I call them little acts of bravery because I had to take them even when I was scared, even when I didn't feel like it would work out. I actually had drawn up a business plan. Uh, that was going to, in my head, help me ease out of my teaching job by the summer of this year. And I actually was able to quit my job on June 1st of 2015. So that was not, what, a year after you went back, after you had your daughter? When you decided yes. you were going to do this business, it took you a year to quit. It took me a year to quit, yes. That's so inspirational. And I'm so, I love it. I love talking through this with you because I know there are so many people out there who are at a job that they hate so many teachers, especially who are so burned out. And it took you a year to do this and to replace your income with your business, correct? Yes. Well, mm. I was able to replace my income on, in March already. And then by April, I had doubled it. And by May, I had tripled it. Uh, it's just so fantastic, Sarai. So awesome. Okay, and so it was just ridiculous. <laughs> You know, and I remember thinking this too. I, I'm so curious if you if you still experience this. I know I do. Every September, when it's time to go back, when when teachers are ramping up in August, getting their rooms ready and the staff meetings and all of that, and then the first day of school right after Labor Day, at least in where I in Seattle and Michigan, where I was school social worker, it was right after Labor Day. I'll never forget that first year that I didn't have to go back. It was the best feeling. And even like Christmas break or midwinter break, when I see all my teacher friends, because I'm friends with so many of the people I worked with, and I see them going back to school, they're counting down the days that they have 
until they have to. I just think I used to live for the weekends. It was like doomsday when I had to go yes. back. And yes. now it's just like, oh, like we get to do something we love. We get to make our own schedule. It's just so, so freeing. Don't you think? It is it's freeing. like freedom. The first day, like I quit on June 1st and I couldn't sleep or eat the week leading up to that. <laughs> but the day after I woke up and I realized that I had been depressed before the feeling was completely gone and I suddenly was like wow I'm actually super happy to be awake and to be living and I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow but this is an amazing feeling it just felt like it was the first day of my life it was amazing what an intense exciting time I mean it's just it, to be able to enjoy things again and I not to keep bringing it back to me, but I can totally relate. I used to grind my jaw and have sleeping issues. As soon as I was able to switch careers, my the my teeth grinding stopped. I could sleep so much better. And I mean, let's be real here. We do have our good days and bad days in business, but I mean, the difference in but it's for not the same. It's, it's not. It's the not. Same. You're right. It's not the same. I, and, I, and it's I just, not that it's I, you know glorious. like <laughs> it is and and to me it's like you know I did not hate the kids that the my favorite part of teaching was working with my kids I love that I loved getting them from point A to B to being able to be conversational in my native language I love doing that however it was everything else all the paperwork and all the homework and all the pressure from the state and from my, the you know the people in charge at the school and from parents and from everybody that's what is completely exhausting and, and and now the fact that I do not have to answer to anybody but myself yeah it's it's amazing I'm so so happy that you've told this story to us so I know you, you said the headshots that's kind of your bread and butter personal branding that sort of thing is that where you're at now is is your calendar mostly booked with personal branding headshots are you still doing dance portraits here and there what is what does your business look like today so today, I will say that I actually started restructuring things. Um, I began restructuring things in December of 2015. I met Sue Bryce in person for the first time then, and I was exhausted. After having a great startup to my business, I then quit teaching in the summer. And then I was saying yes to everybody and everything because I was terrified of not being able to um, pay uh, my studio. And it's so funny because when I was not focusing on the money, the money was coming in. And as soon as I started focusing on the money, it stopped. Then I was saying yes to everything and everyone. And it got to November and I was completely burned out. And I was just like, oh no, maybe I need to go back to teaching. Um, maybe, you know, I do need to have a summer break and I just work every single month. And so when I got to the, to LA to see Sue, you know, and I asked her, I'm burned out. I don't know what to do. I thought this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, but I'm exhausted. And she said, you need to return to love. And that means return to love yourself, but also to set boundaries so that you can love again this craft. And so I went back home and I said, okay, I'm not going to shoot every single day or whenever people say that they're available. These are the only days every week. And it was a different day every week because in my mind was like, I can offer a Monday here and a Tuesday then and then a Wednesday. And so people think that I am available Monday through Friday, <laughs> but it's just like one day a week. And so I did that and it really helped. Then in 2017, I narrowed down my days even more. It got to the point that last year I was shooting in the studio an average of one and a half days, one day of 10 hours and one half day of about five hours for the whole month. And so this year I'm even doing a little bit more of that. So I'm going to have one day where I see 10 to 15 clients for headshots in one day. And then I'm working on a passion project for this leap year. Uh, it's with dancers because I want to photograph more of them. The, working with them just makes me so happy and so excited. So now I have one day a month where I can do creative work. 
So I have one day where I do all of my basic stuff that I don't even have to think about it, which is headshots. And then I have one day that I do passion work. And then the rest of the time I can spend it with family. I can travel abroad. I can volunteer. I can, you know, just be in the moment with my daughter and enjoy her growing up and also teaching her Spanish. So amazing. It's so amazing how you've worked this out. And this really goes to show that people can do things so differently, but still use this business model to make it work. The thought of shooting 10 hours in a day makes me like want to curl up in a ball and like rock myself. <laughs> like this is just not how I roll at all. Well, I started with only two people a day. Okay. And you just worked your way up. And I'm always pushing myself and I said, what can I do three? Can I do four? Can I do five? Okay. And so I just keep pushing myself and I said, well, if I can do all of this in one day, then imagine all the freedom that you have the rest of the month. And so I would rather work one whole day. The following day, and right now I'm training my husband to do sales for me. He joined the business in March of last year. And so I'm training him to do sales because if right now I do sales the day after. But if we can just do for the headshot people, you know, the session and sales right away, uh, I feel like that's going to free even more time for us. Right, right. I love it. I just, so your husband has quit. He quit his job. Yeah. And now he, he works with you. He was in banking. And so I told him, you do all the things or you enjoy doing all the things that I hate doing. Why don't you join my business? I'm like, I'm to the point where I can no longer do it by myself. By the end of 2018, uh, we had done $210,000 in sales. And um, that's like my, the end of my third year in business. And so, but I was exhausted because I had yeah, been doing everything. Photo shoots, marketing, retouching, everything. You did your retouching too. I did everything, everything. Oh, see, I would die. I would die. Yeah, retouching is the one thing that I outsource that if I did not do that, I wouldn't survive. So I'm hats off to you that you actually did do that too. So now for headshots, I outsource that, but I still retouch all of my creative work. Okay, gotcha. But see, it got to the point where I said, you know, I can no longer do this. Then he came on board. Uh, it was the first six months were very rocky because... All of the processes and systems were in my head. I had done everything. There was nothing in writing. There was nothing <laughs> for any. It was just ridiculous how I had done everything. And that's what keeps me from hiring someone. It's the thought of training and the systems and all that. But you push through it and he's with you now and you're, you're doing okay. Yeah, he does all of the emails. He does phone calls. Uh, we got a separate number that is just for business because it used to be my, my cell phone number. Uh, but now we have a business number. And so he answers that. He answers emails if he doesn't know. By this time, he already knows how to answer most of them. And we also got several of your templates, your email templates, and we just customize them to, Mine? to our clients. Yes, yours. Oh, nice. We love. Sweet. Oh, I'm so and glad so, you use them. That's great. Yeah. And so that has really helped because now he knows, okay, if they ask for this, this is what I send. This, you know, he, he, and unless he gets to a point where like, you know, nobody has ever asked this, what do I say? Then he comes to me, but it's getting to the point where, you know, he's taken now initiative rather than consulting with me every action that he takes, which I love because it's been freeing for me. The fact that I don't have to, you know, take care of that anymore. So it, it's, been a, it's been a great, last year was our best year yet. Uh, and I was not as exhausted as I was the previous year. We traveled a lot. We were about almost 20 days in Australia. We were about 15 days in Mexico, the same amount in Peru. Uh, and then we also traveled within the U.S. Like I was in Boston. I was in Portland, Oregon, in Seattle, in Phoenix, in Florida. Dream come true. What a dream come true. Yes. The fact that now not only have we targeted most of our debt, we are down to just 38000 in debt from 150000 five years ago. That is so impressive and so inspiring. And I'm just so proud of you. I just, I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's an amazing feeling. Yeah. Hell yeah. So great. <laughs> to be in charge of your finances for the first time, right? And the, the fact that we can tackle our debt, and also do the things that we enjoy doing, that we do not have to sacrifice one for the other. 
Now, we did have to make a lot of sacrifices on the first couple of years of business. Uh, we sold our home uh, and, you know, we made some money off of it because I had been paying twice the mortgage for like almost five years. But from then, we moved into my parents' house and also his parents. So when we got tired of one of the in-laws, we went to the others. <laughs> and we did that for two and a half years. And it was humbling but we knew that we just wanted to attack this debt as much as we could. Take, paying down debt, it's, I mean, you have to make sacrifices like that to pay down debt. You just have to. That, that amount of debt. Yeah. 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 And it was not easy. I mean, you know, I'm the oldest child in my family, but my sister does not live in the area. Uh, and I come from a culture where that's not looked down. But in the case of my husband, it, it was very hard for him to do that. Uh, his siblings just looked down on him for doing that. And I told him, this is not forever. This is just for us to get through this and to get out of this hole that we dug for ourselves. And so he understood. We, we finally got into the same page financially, and it's helped us grow. But it took, it took a, a long time. You know, it took, we had already been married six, seven years before we actually decided to do any of this. Well, once you pay it down to zero debt, we need to celebrate. Even if it's just like yes, a, Skype we date, do. a Skype date with a glass of champagne <laughs> or something, that would be really fun yes, because, yes, I mean, yes. you've worked so hard. Your work is incredible. And I'm so glad I got to interview you because I just Thank really, you. really love hearing your story. So um, we're going to wrap it up here just for time's sake. I have four questions for you. I ask these to all of our guests. And... I'm excited to hear what your responses are, especially for question number four. But let's start with number one. What is something that you can't live without when you're shooting? I love my spider belt. Mm, um, me too. It just really makes things so much easier because I used to misplace my camera all the time. And part of my assistant's job is to find where that is. <laughs> but if I have my belt, then, you know, then it's right there. If you don't and know what that is. it hurts my neck. Yeah, oh, my same. I got mine yeah. when I back when I used to shoot weddings, and it saved my shoulders. It's called the spider holster. If anyone is out there looking for it or wondering what we're talking about, it's the spider holster. It, it, it's it, it goes around your waist instead of on your shoulders or your neck. It's life saving for me. It is anyway. Okay, so number two, how do you spend your time when you aren't photographing? Obviously, we know you love to travel, but what else do you do? We. Um... I like me time. I'm an introvert. I have learned to extrovert. Uh, and so I, you know, I've gotten pretty good at networking and all of that stuff. But my happy place is by myself in a quiet, dark place. And so I like to, I, I need that to recharge. And so I like to schedule me time on my calendar every week. Where is it that I just stay home, read a book, or um, go get a mani-pedi, or get a massage, you know, something just to help with my um, emotional, personal, you know, health. And then, you know, I spend a lot of time, once my daughter gets out of school at three, then I spend time with her, um, teaching her Spanish, and it's just enjoying family. Oh, that just sounds so great. I love it. Okay, number three, what's your favorite inspirational quote? Okay, so I have a few, but one of the ones that I think I have used to actually guide uh, my journey, it's this one. It says, start now, start where you are, start with fear, start with pain, start with doubt, start with hands shaking, start with voice trembling, but start. Start and don't stop. Start where you are with what you have. Just start. And I feel that it's powerful because it really has gotten, you know, there's many times where I felt like I didn't know what to do. I felt like I didn't have the skill. I felt like I was too awkward to speak in front of people. And I just did it. And it's those little acts of bravery that I have been doing from day one. And at the beginning, I used to ask myself, what is the worst thing that can happen? You know, and then based on that, I said, okay, I can live with that. Let me just do it. And little bit you know, every little act of bravery got me here where I am. And so you just need to start. You need to start. Absolutely. It will never be perfect. And, and it's, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And, and those, like you said, those little things that you just do, it all adds up into just a culmination of things that get us to where we're at. It, it truly, it's, it's all the little things that add up. 
I love it. I love that you talked about that. So for the, the last questions, what would you say to people who are just getting started? What, what advice would you give to them? Well, I will say congratulations for taking that first step. And definitely, if you are not part of the Subrise Education platform, you need to be. I didn't go to school for photography. I didn't go to school for business. And in Subrise Education, I've learned every single skill that I've needed to get where I am. And to me, that has been my education. That has been the platform where I have drawn support when I had no support from family members. Uh, that's the place that I go to uh, when I have a doubt, when I don't know what to do, when I have a client that I've never dealt with before. That's the place that I go to celebrate achievements. And everybody is so welcoming and amazing. And to me, it's worth in gold the, the monthly subscription. Same. It makes my heart so happy hearing you say that. And, and it's, yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's an amazing, incredible, life-changing for me. So It has been life-changing for me. I went from being a high school Spanish teacher to a photographer who now makes as a monthly average what I made as a teacher in a year. And, and the reason is because of Sue. She has provided us with a platform that teaches everything. I didn't know how to do light. And then she brought Felix. And I learned how to use studio lights. You know? So everything that I don't know how to do in my business, marketing, whatever, she has an answer for that. And sometimes one of the things that I will say that if you already are part of the platform, don't reinvent the wheel. Just do it the way that she teaches us how to do it. I didn't change it. You know, yes, I did customize it to my personality and everything, but I did not change anything. What she's teaching us are proven uh, strategies that work. All you have to do is do it. Start. Start even with fear, even when it doesn't look like it's perfect. Just just work with it and and then see where it will take you. I love it. Thank you so much. Always, always, always a joy to talk to you. And I, I, oh, one, one last thing. Where can people find you? Okay, so people can find me on my website, taylorroman.com. And also on Instagram at taylorromanportraits. And on Facebook, taylorromanphotography. Awesome. Well, congratulations to you. And let's yeah, talk soon. Yeah, that sounds great, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening today to the Portrait System Podcast. If you like what you heard, we would really love for you to leave us a five-star review either on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And I really, really want to encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com. Over there, you can find all of the education you need to become a successful photographer. It's only $35, and there are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 12-week startup program that I love, and there are posing downloads, lighting downloads, I mean truly everything to help make you not only a better photographer, but to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.